Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, the podcast where we challenge the black and white thinking when it comes to all things food, exercise, body image, and mindset. And today we have a very special topic. We are talking about self-esteem and how we can actually increase our self-esteem, feel better about ourselves. I know that a lot of us have this idea that if I just change something about the outside, then I'll feel good about myself, right? So like for me, it was like, when I have a flat stomach, then I'll feel confident and feel good about myself. Or when I have more money or I have that job promotion, then I'll feel good about myself or you know, whatever. When I lose this amount of weight or fit back into these genes, then I'll feel good about myself. And I think the important thing that I would like everyone to start out with when we start talking about this is to remind like to remember that self-esteem is an inside out job not an outside in and so we're going to be talking about that we also have victoria has some incredible tools for you guys today i'm so excited um, to to be talking about this topic with her and um, we actually are going to be sharing this on our youtube channel so if you're listening to the podcast we actually will have a video of all of this um, popping up and we will be um, share, sharing our screen so you can actually see the worksheet and the exercises that Victoria shares with you. So with that said, how are you, Miss Vic? Doing lovely. Super excited about this. It was kind of like a, I know that we've talked a little bit about like confidence and body image stuff. Um, I'm lovely and I can't wait to share some of the tools that I use not a long time ago. Um, and Tell me, Kels, what, what provoked this in a sense? It doesn't have to be a deep dive, <laughs> but a general, and if you are listening on like Apple or Spotify, just go to the YouTube. It'll be a lot better because you'll be able to see the worksheet. You'll be able to see our facial expressions, which are sometimes super goofy. Um, but yeah. So what, what kind of brought this up? Um, okay. Like I, I definitely am all about being vulnerable, but like, I'm in the middle of like, courtship. I'm in courtship, right? I'm in this, it's, it's lovely. And, and, you know, and here's the thing too, whenever you're starting a new relationship and right now it's really fun and exciting and, you know, all the things, um, but just recognizing no matter what happens, like, even if this doesn't work out, I'm okay. Yep. I'm good. I love me. And I know again, if not this something better and like, if nothing else, and like, this is something he and I had talked about, like, if nothing else, this has shown us that this caliber of a person exists and like, we will never settle for anything less. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so just putting that out there, like anyway, and I had also been talking to a friend, um, the other day and just kind of talking about like some past versions of myself, some past mistakes I may have made. I'm trying to like figure out a way to like talk about this without like going deep can, diving. I can tell you how do you can address it so that you don't. You know, I appreciate this. Yes. The standard that you hold for yourself. I want yes. you to approach it from that and how that knowing that you have a standard and a expectation of yourself. Yep. yep. How it can help increase also your self-esteem, but also maintain your values, your opinions and your beliefs about yourself. I love it. So yeah, so for me, like there has been things like I've done a lot of personal work and a standard for me 
And it, it, it takes a lot of courage. There would have been a past version of myself that didn't feel like she had the ability or the, like, I didn't think I could say no to certain things. Like, especially like if we were talking like physical intimacy or sexual or whatever else, like I didn't realize the power I had, which is so ridiculous. I have these conversations with my brother and he's just like, dude, the women hold all the power. And it's just like, for some reason, but I've talked to so many women. So guys, if you hear me, like we have the power to say, no, don't let anyone ever let you feel pressured to do something that you're not ready or you don't want to do ever, ever, ever. You are allowed to say no, you are allowed. Like, and so these are the things for me I have a standard that I have a very clear boundary, like a physical boundary. I'm like, I'm just getting to know somebody. I want this to be a lasting relationship. And I want to, whether this relationship works or not, I want to continue on having high respect and value of myself. And so for me, like number one, I had very clear boundaries about what my expectations were physically. I communicated those boundaries well and in a respectful and kind way. And I upheld it. Like, and if there would have ever been any pressure, I'm out peace. Like, and I made sure to like set myself up that I was never in a situation where I couldn't feel like I I couldn't leave or whatever else. Like that was super important. Um, I knew that I had the ability to say no, or, and I still always have the ability to say no, um, and then the big one here, and this is something new for me that I have never done before, but I'm, and it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, but I'm so proud that I did it. And I said, listen, like, have you been tested since your last partner? And my, like, no matter what, like, will you get tested? Because for me, I'm at this point, like, I will never judge you for your past. Like that is fine. Everyone's got a past. I'm in my thirties. Like, dude, it's, we've all got things. However, if your past negatively impacts my future, I now have a problem. Yeah. And like, it's hard because these are, it takes a lot of courage. It's an uncomfortable conversation to have, but at the same time, like by me doing that, a, it shows I have enough self-respect that if you aren't into this, cool, I'm leaving because I love myself more and I know my worth. And like, these are the things that I, I just want people to understand, like those things, like being able to say no, upholding and communicating boundaries and advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, and, and that's the, the big thing we were talking about today is like, how do you raise self-esteem? You be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for when initially we started talking about the topic, like I obviously pursued nursing and it, they harped a lot on, you know, you have to be an advocate for your patient when they can't speak for themselves or when they are incapacitated, whatever it might be. Um, And so I got really, really good at that. But when it came down to like, I guess like I guess more so like in real, I've been able to, you know, be, have my boundaries and stuff, but like my boundaries with myself, like I have to have time to myself. I have to 
say no and it's okay. And the world is not, you know, going to shatter just because I can't go do one thing for somebody. Um, and to that, like saying no and kind of really guarding and protecting your time. Um, for me, that's what it is for, for my life, um, is just being very cognizant of my time and what I'm spending it on. And then, you know, when I do set those boundaries and I do say no, or like, no, not right now, um, it does increase my, so things that you, when you think about self-esteem, I can read you the definition. And so it is a way in which a person evaluates him or herself. Um, it is only one aspect of our self-concept, which is a more general term of how you would define yourself. So in self-esteem, there's like opinions, how you value yourself, and then like how you actually look at yourself. So if you, you know, say that you did cross that physical boundary or you didn't uphold that value that you said, hey, regardless of who it is and how I feel in the moment, I'm still going to uphold this. It completely, when you actually like set that boundary and maintain it, that is like, you probably walked away that day and just said, heck yeah. Like, I'm not just somebody that talks, like we talked last week about like talking the talk, thinking these delusions, these things that you're always thinking of, like the person you could be, but when the rubber meets the road and you're actually living into the person that you say you're going to be like, that must've felt awesome for you to be able to be like, yeah, I am that person. Dude, I'm on cloud nine. Like, and and I know that this is fresh and, and whatever else, but like, it is so true. Like, and it is like, like we were talking about last week, like it's the actions. I didn't just say it. I acted it out and I casted a vote that I am someone with high values, with high self-respect and self-love. Like, and of course, then that makes me completely continue to believe it. And I just like, and I can just feel it. Like it would have been, I would be in a, I know it in a completely different space, even though like, I think this guy is awesome. Like, I don't know what it's going to be like, but (laughs) you would go into the negative self-spiral, self-sabotage punishment. I told myself I was going to keep my word. I broke my promise to myself. Yes. 100. Like I would not be in the same headspace. Like right now I'm feeling amazing. I would totally be like, damn it. I did it again. Am I ever going to learn? Am I like, I, 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 again, like eroded. And that's, that's a big thing, right? Like it's trust. What is the foundation of any good relationship? Trust. And notice like what we are trying to do when it comes to self-esteem, we are trying to heal our relationship with ourselves. We have, that is the most important relationship we could ever have. And so like, and how often do we erode that trust when we say we're going to do something and then don't do it? Yeah. Right. And that can be in any aspect of life. And I would say even, I think for you have, you know, more time under your belt as far as like showing up for yourself and mm-hmm. doing those things. But like when I really, um, specifically when Kelsey and I met, it was at a time when I had, I mean, I always kind of have, a, I like to juggle a lot of things. That's just, that's just me, but I specifically had something um, like the nonprofit stuff, like weighing yeah. on me and like feeling like, you know, am I still going to be able to be me and do the things I want? But like, that was like my first step 
of, you know, letting that go. And then I just, I literally didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know how to just kind of be and be like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go to the gym and like starting to like heal that, I guess, when you say heal that relationship with yourself, like I started healing a version of me that I hadn't met yet. So like, I didn't even know what it was going to look like on the other side of like, it wasn't me coming back to me. It was like me going to somebody else that I had never met before. Oh, 100%. And like, it's interesting. It's, and you got to start small, like, cause, and that is something where I still, for me personally, I still struggle when it comes to work. Because, and I know we've talked about this before, like I'll put on my to-do list, YouTube video. Yeah. That's like a bajillion things. Like to just be like, that's I'm a project. That's not a task. Is exactly. And so then every time that I fall short of this, what I was calling a task, and then I just like, oh, I did it again. I didn't follow through. I suck. You know? And so like, it's, it's making these promises so that they're absolutely like accomplishable and achievable. Like it's going for that walk. It's, it's starting your day with a glass of water. It's trying to stick to a bedtime that's 15 minutes earlier than what you have been doing on a regular basis. Like it's really small things, um, to try and, and, and prove. And every time you do it, you prove to yourself that you can keep your word, that you can show up for yourself, right? It's not about you doing an hour workout. It's the fact that you got into the gym and maybe stepped on the treadmill, right? Like, well, I, and speaking of that, like, so this last week, I, um, so like two Saturdays ago, I did like a, my a first CrossFit workout that I've done in a, oh, I had done one. You in didn't tell time. me that. That's cool. And I had so much fun, but I was literally wrecked for an entire week. Like it wasn't heavy it. weight. It wasn't, it was literally, I'm not kidding you, a 12 minute workout and my body, I did so many deadlifts and it was like push up. Anyways, I was dead all last week in the gym. And like all week I was fighting with myself. Like, I don't need to go. It's fine. I'm sore. And Josh was like, you can go walk on the treadmill. Like I have, I'm going to be here for an hour. I have like, he was just kind of getting back into his, um, his like whole program or whatever the hell he's doing. But he was like, you can go walk on the treadmill and there's a yoga room and you know, you're going to feel better. But it was like, oh my gosh, like I could so see. And so I didn't have a lovely, I did not have a lovely time. The whole week I was at the gym, I was just like Eeyore basically, but I still went and I still got on the treadmill and I still like, I did some like weights and stretching and stuff, but I was like, okay, this is just one of those weeks, Victoria, when you're just, this is just showing up and it's not going to be these lovely, crazy workouts. And it's not going to be like, you know, all the gains, but you're, you're just showing up and it's fine. And you can check out after, and that's, that's fine, but you're going to go. And, and it was obviously like really hard to muscle through, but I was like, well, at least I did that. And, you know, I'm not sore now. (laughs) I didn't put myself into a further hole, Um, but it was just funny how that came up. And I was just like, okay, we're just going to go. We're just going to do it. And how lovely, like, just, we'll give Josh some kudos over here, like to be that husband, to be that partner, to encourage you to continue to show up because he knows that it, he has been through the journey with you and knows how like you doing these small things has helped you love you. Yeah. And then I'm not like a bitch to everyone else. Like (laughs) it truthfully, like when 
I don't think people realize that like when they work on themselves and when they're like doing the inner work that like it's so much easier to get along with people it's so much easier to feel I mean duh no duh right but like it's so much easier to love it's so much easier to have fun experiences all of these things become easier because you're happier you feel better about yourself you have a higher opinion like you have a higher opinion of like holy crap I've been doing this for you know 11 months and I feel great and all of these things, these positive, um, there's, there's a worksheet we should talk about, it's yeah. amazing, but like all of these things add one, they add evidence, they give you some data, but they also just, you feel better. It's not just like these actions, those, the emotions and the feelings are going to probably come after the actions, mm-hmm. the hard stuff to do. So, and again, just real quick again, for your, Josh is lovely. If anyone doesn't know, beautiful husband, lovely husband, but like, um, to not make it ever about like you physically yeah, or yeah. like ever needing to like change your body or trying to lose weight or anything like that. Like everything about it coming from like mental health, from coming from a place of just like, I know that this makes you feel good. Yeah. And I know that like, this is a way that you love yourself. And like, I was saying the other day, like if you have to fill your cup so that you can run it over, like, and that is again, like you said, having that boundary with your time and being like, I'm going to take this time for myself because then I know I can show up even better in all of my relationships, even better in my work. Yeah. And it's, um, I heard this, one of my, this girl that I used to go to summer camp with, um, when I was little, she gave a really good analogy of like a lot of people have their mug flipped over and it's like pouring out onto the table. So like, it's literally just flipped over and pouring. So you have to flip your mug back up so that you can be filled up and fill, fill your mug, then it can run over. But people don't often realize that it's tipped over. I and never so thought about there's that. nothing you you can like try to throw things at the wall, but you know, nothing's going to stick. It's not going to stay full because it's tipped over. So what was her, like, that's a really cool. And I love analogies, but like, what was her way of like, how do you get the mug to stand upright again? I think it's more so that people don't realize that mm. it's flipped over in the first place. So like, I guess it's literally just you being like, open to receiving, I guess, open to like filling your cup up. Um, it's interesting. Cause, okay. So I'm just wondering too, because like so many people are like, they do things for other people. I mean, it does make them feel good, but part of it comes like, please tell me I'm enough. Yeah. If uh, and I do this, it was from, she was an athlete. She was, she was, um, like that was her, her issue was never feeling enough and that she's always helping other people. And so she's just running around with her mug and it's empty, but she's like still trying to do the things and still trying to like muster the energy. And it's like, you know, the shitty coffee grounds at the bottom of your cup. That's like, it's thank you. But like, that's not your best. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of, that was what she was going from was that like feeling of not enough and feeling, you know, not having herself at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh man. No, that's really cool. I I like it, but you definitely like, I want you to like share this worksheet. I think it's the coolest thing. I'm so excited. So I got this, I'm trying to think we were married in 27, 18. I got it in 2019. This is when I, I got one of these worksheets. Um, it was when I was in treatment and it was specifically for dialectical behavioral therapy, which 
it's a form of therapy um, based off of cognitive behavioral therapy. So your thoughts, emotions, and actions all have um, an interaction and, you know, the way you think influences an emotion, which influences the way that you, you do things in your everyday life. And so on Tuesdays, we would have CBT days. And one of the worksheets that we got was about self-esteem. Um, and there's body image. Well, I mean, there's so many, but online, this book is free. So oh, we'll link it. Um, but I will share. So this is specific for binge eating just for everyone's recollection. But, um, so this is the first page and obviously we will link it. Um, but it would probably be best so that you can see this, you know, all at once on the YouTube. Um, but okay. So section 10, it does, it explains what self-esteem is. So the way that you're evaluating yourself, it's part of self-concept. Um, also you could think of it like, you know, body image is just one or like self-image is just one part of this bigger picture, you know, of who you are. Um, and so for it says many people with binge eating problems have low self-esteem. They tend to evaluate themselves in a negative self-critical manner. Um, specifically, they exaggerate their weaknesses and minimize their strengths. Self-esteem problems often contribute to binge eating or any type of, you know, um, ineffective eating behavior. Um, many individuals end up eating to make themselves feel better. Um, my, my version was more of that self, um, self-sabotage, self-punishment aspect of it. Um, and then in turn, you often feel worse than when you started the whole cycle. So yeah, this is just kind of, kind of deep dive into breaking these, uh, these perspectives about yourself down and also identifying like when you are saying these things what type of error in your thinking it is. Cause then you'll start, once you actually read these, you'll be like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And you can't get it out of your head. What are they called again? Cognitive fallacies? So uh, cognitive distortions. That's um, it. That's these it. are labeled in five different ways. So um, yeah, we can kind of go through them. The first one is overgeneralization. So these very broad, just like you, it's not specific to one action. So I'm no good. I'm a failure. I just never do anything right. I'm worthless. Um, you know, I used to say to myself all the time, I'm lazy. Cause I, and mm -hmm. it was only because I couldn't go to, I could not get myself to go to the gym. Oh, but like once I realized I was overgeneralizing a lot of things, I'm like, okay, I'm not lazy. I've accomplished yeah. a lot of things in my life. And this is just something that is really difficult for me to do. So catastrophizing. Um, I can't do it. I'll never do it. Right. Um, I'm always going to have this issue with food. Yeah. Those are never going to be easy for me to approach. Family dinners are always going to be stressful. Uh, I'm trying to think them off the fly. <laughs> no, you're totally, I mean, just even like the idea of like, um, I ate this now I'm going to gain yep. an obscene amount of weight. Like no one will ever love me. I'm never going to get this thing right. Like I, yeah. Yeah. Um, minimizing, I did it well, but I should have done it better. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I think of like getting my degree, like my bachelor's and being like, well, I could have, you know, I could have gotten my master's. I could have done a dual program, you know, just like making it's so interesting, you know, yeah. like it, despite your accomplishments. No, like I graduated cum laude and I'm just like, wow, I should have done magna or I should have done summa cum laude or like, and I know this is 
yeah, like, or if you come home with like a report card and you're just like, you have all A's and like maybe one or two B's and you're just like, rather than focusing and seeing like some of the positives, well, why weren't they all straight A's or why did you miss this? Like focusing on like the ways that you, you didn't do well. It's yeah. I mean, these things, it's quite crazy. Like we could literally, I mean, it's with so many different parts of our lives. Um, I have the little arrow too. So kind of, we can talk about what we're on. Um, the next is black and white thinking, which we talk about a lot, um, because we have a podcast called embracing the gray. Um, but if I don't do well at one thing, it means I'll never be successful. If I can't figure out my eating, I'm never going to figure anything out. Or, you know, if I can't lose the five pounds, I'm never going to be able to lose any weight or literally whatever, just this very, um, if then statements, um, there's no room for like a little gray. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mind reading, which yeah, mind reading can get crazy. Um, but everybody thinks I'm fat or Ooh. my boss criticized me. She thinks I'm incompetent. Um, we could also think of it, um, from the book that we're reading, um, the untethered soul, like this melodrama that's always yeah. going ahead and you thinking that people are thinking stuff about you. Oh my gosh. So I have this, like, especially like being someone who's doing like sales and doing outreach all the time to like build relationships with other women to, to help, like, to help them understand that we have this free content out there or talk about the program. And like, there are times, a lot of times I just get ghosted, like just people just don't, they stop talking to me, whatever else. And I can make it all about me Yeah. and like, be like, oh, they don't like me. They think I'm salesy. They don't, dude, people got other stuff going on. Like they got other things and it's not all about you. Like they may have seen your message and then like, just like got distracted. Like maybe their kids did something or like a dog or what, like it, it is not all about you, but like, and I, I distinctly, it's so funny. Like I remember this, um, I was actually with you in Idaho when there was an email you had received from like a boss or from somebody and like, oh my gosh, yeah, dude, we had like, there was this whole spiral of like thought and we're just like, all right, Victoria, we're going to go outside for a walk. And like, it turned out she was like, anyway, your boss didn't think anything of it. Like you had created this whole It was a story I was telling myself about like every, like every worst possible case scenario and had nothing to do with the facts of the situation. Yep. Yep. So if you can think of, you know, one statement that either I said or something, you know, that goes into these five things, um, it's just kind of helpful to identify them because then you can start doing the work to flip them. Um, at the bottom, it says you can also challenge and test the accuracy of these thoughts. So what is the evidence of why you're thinking these things? What is an alternative explanation? What are the implications? What are ways of testing the accuracy of this thought? In addition, examine um, the type of language you use when evaluating and completing your self-concept, which it'll be in the following um, page. So we'll attach that as well. Awesome. All right. So in that, there will be a little self-concept form, and it's basically identifying different areas of your life. Um, So like your relationships, your appearance, your personality, um, your work slash school performance, or your job. Um, so this is a very like holistic kind of view. I know Kelsey does like the life wheel. So it could be kind of like addressing different parts of your life. 
Um, and you're basically going to write comments about yourself for each of these categories. And you can kind of just let it all out, like whether it's positive or negative, because we're going to go back through and kind of categorize them. Okay. So, so can you give them some ideas, like if they're not seeing the life wheel, what are some of the um, areas that they would be talking about? Yeah. So like um, I could just use, so um so I'm just going to like appearance, right? I can talk about how I love my eyes and I love my hair and I love, you know, but I don't like, I've always had issues and I'm not going to say always, but I don't like the appearance of my stomach or I don't like the cellulite or I don't like stretch marks. Um, oh wait, I forgot. I love my strong legs. Like mm -hmm. you're going to kind of be listing all of those things, um, for personality. It could be, you know, how you treat people the energy you bring, like, just like super outgoing. Um, you can also say the parts that you don't really like you want to work on. Um, so it'll be, you can kind of separate it however you want, but person, um, personality, appearance, relationships, and then work slash school, however you want to do that. Um, you can also add like health and fitness. So like you love that you're, you know, you can go exercise and you found a routine that you love. You're just going to kind of be using adjectives, adverbs, and stuff like that to describe those areas. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So then you're going to separate them out into strengths and weaknesses. So um, last week we talked a little bit about perfectionism, just like kind of thoughts about it. And so I would say, I'm just going to use this example for personality. I, um, I would say that mine is kind of both, but it typically falls on the weakness side. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to rewrite both your strengths and weaknesses according to the following guidelines. So for strengths, you're going to use synonyms, adjectives, and adverbs to elaborate. So um, I could be outgoing and I could be, I'm very determined. I persevere. I have resilience. You're going to really up, you know, your game, give yourself okay. a little boost. But for your weaknesses, you're going to use neutral language instead of negative words. Okay. And this is where this gets like, if you start using the neutral language, you're going to see a big shift in your self-esteem. So, um, and you also have to use accurate language that is specific and not generalized. So we're trying to avoid those overarching, like just statements. Um, so once you do that, then you're going to rewrite a self-description. So you're going to basically revise the things that you say to yourself and we'll kind of go through them because okay. I don't want to just talk, talk, talk. Okay. Um, and what you can do is you can rewrite these revisions on little three by five cards or a post-it note um, and just look at those. And if you have to say them to yourself, say them um, as like a way to um, like for self-affirmations, you can write it in your notebook. You can put it in the car, literally whatever. But, um, a great example, I'm just going to use the perfectionism thing. So like I struggle with perfectionism. It ruins every aspect of my life. That's, that's a very old statement, right? That's something I used to say. My revised item would be, I have a tendency to, I have perfectionistic tendencies and it, holds me to a standard like of I know that the work that I deliver or the things that I deliver are my very best and and not making it this like horribly negative thing right I think that there are aspects of being a perfectionist that the work that I do produce is good work and people yeah. enjoy it and you know sometimes my like worst work could be it's still good 
Um, Another way you could say, you know, I'm bad at public speaking. Your revised item would say, it's really hard for me to talk in front of large groups. I'm more comfortable speaking in smaller groups. And that makes it say, there's no way that you can't ever be, you know, bad at public speaking again. It's just you opening the door to like learning and growing and like working on these weaknesses. Cause you're not using these like blanket overarching statements or black I love this. Like, could this be like something like if I have sugar in the house, I mm-hmm. always, I always yeah. overeat it or I always do like whatever else, but then saying like, I can have sugar in the house. And while it like I may think of it from time to time, I know I can always have more later, yep. or I know I'm capable of saying no right now and listening to my body and what it actually wants in the moment rather than just mindlessly eating, like just yep. kind of like putting it that you way. Can, I mean, you can, yeah. So there are, so there's different ways you can do it. So like you can use more neutral words, you mm-hmm. can use more accurate language. Um, so you can really kind of specify to whatever thought you're or opinion, um, that you're trying to change of yourself. Um, so like the lazy one, I, that was a big one for me of like, I'm, I'm just always going to be lazy. Mm. I, um, (laughs) I remember I had my psychiatrist told me like, you're, you just have a sleepy brain. And I would say, generally speaking, like I'm, I'm more of a sleeper than I am like alive (laughs) most of the time, like probably accurate, (laughs) but like if I was just to live into that, I would be like a bear and just go into my cave. Right. And so I just say like, I guess I just need more rest than most people. Um, but I can still be really productive and and as I'm doing things to like improve my health, my energy is coming back. So I can see these things, this like lazy, mentality or belief around myself improving because I'm doing other things to help that. Yeah. So again, like that whole idea of creating, like having more evidence to prove your belief rather than it just feeling like a delusion or a lie. Yeah. And yeah. So like the feeling, the, the sugar one, that's a great example. Um, saying like, I'm never going to be able to just have a normal meal without all this, you know, junk going on in the back of my head. And you can say, yeah, I have struggled for years with my relationship with food. And that doesn't mean that it won't ever improve because I'm taking steps every single day to have a healthy relationship with food. And again, just real quick, like those, again, that, that whole phrase, and I know this is a little bit going deep, but like I used to, as much as we possibly can, I used to really struggle with these thoughts or this has been something in the past, but I am becoming, or I am now working towards like something to help you like realize like, okay, if that is true, I am becoming somebody who is able to have a healthy relationship with food, or I am working towards a healthy relationship with food. What does that look like? It changes everything. Um, and then using specific rather than general language. So not using words like everything always, I'm never going to have a good relationship with food. I am completely broken. I've completely Mm. messed up. Um, rewriting this list so that your description is, is limited to a particular situation, setting a relationship. And that one for me, man, like, um, like going back to your statement, like your whole, the reason why we're talking about self-esteem, like you could have said, you know, I've always done it this way, or Mm -hmm. I've completely messed up this in the past, but instead like, yeah, I've done this before. 
Um, and I'm setting this, I have a standard now I have, I have thought about it. I have this value that I am setting before me, regardless of how I feel, regardless of, you know, in the moment feelings. And I'm still going to uphold that, um, regardless of the things that happened in the past. And obviously you have to like, write it down because I, we could talk conversationally, you know, all the time, but, um, our words really do have power and you don't, when you really look at like the CBT triangle, which is like, you know, thought, emotion, slash feeling, and then action. Like it, it's always first a thought, and then it's going to trigger something that the way that you feel about it or this emotion. And it really does just go into this back and forth, like cycle. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to break these negative cycles, you have to start breaking down the, the thing that started it, which is the thought, um, your belief about it, the way that you value yourself, all of those things. I love it. So, and then in this, it'll kind of just give you like, um, it'll have like the, the different areas of your life. So I don't know why it doesn't have the other area, but on the one that I will be uploading, um, it has the different domains of your life and you can start rewriting those statements. Um, and it might seem like a lot just like for these like few statements, um, that you're doing for yourself, but also like, if these are things that are potentially changing the trajectory of where you're trying to go, it's important to start breaking down those things. So, and this is, this is the hard work. So guys, I want you to realize like how amazing these resources are. Like this is actually, I mean, I know this is, this is free and this is partly why, like I encourage people to come into a program because there is something when you pay, you pay attention. Um, But if you're here and this is something that you are struggling with and you can't you feel like right now investing in yourself isn't something you can do. I really, I encourage you to, to really actually take action and do this assignment, do this work. This is stuff we do. Like we, this is the stuff we do in our rediscover you program. Um, and we're giving you it to you for free. And we really hope that you, you run with it because we genuinely care. We want you to feel better about yourself. We want you to start recognizing your inner monologue, your inner story, your thoughts that are again, impacting your feelings and emotions, which then impact your actions, which impact your results. Right. And that's kind of how this whole thing works. So please, please, please guys take a look in the description box, take a look in the YouTube channel and actually give this a shot. Um, I would love to know, like, and if you guys wanted to comment, like what some of your like big light bulb moments or ahas, or maybe like what one of those limiting beliefs or stories or those, what do we call it? Like, a, a cognitive distortion. Like, yeah. Like what that might be for you. Like, I, I, I know it can be tough and it can be a little bit vulnerable, but the more that you start becoming aware of it, the more likely you are to actually change it. Yeah. And And to go off of that, like a lot of these, um, distortions, like these things are very extreme and they're very black and white. And like, there's no room for factual, logical information. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's really, really hard to, I, I just remember like looking at these worksheets when I was like the first time I like asked for help and just being like, no, like, there's no way, there's no way that I'm ever going to not struggle with this, or I'm never going to like be able to have, feel like I can have a normal relationship with food. There's no way there's no room for that in my brain. I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time. Like it was, it's a long time coming, but 
I didn't realize the power of those things that I was saying while listening, while learning these things, um, because I didn't think they would make a difference. I didn't think that literally breaking down a thought pattern was going to change things. And I would say like, again, guys, if you are somebody who is interested in having a community and having like, this is how the program works. We have curriculum, community and coaching. So like you have the curriculum like this that you can go through at your own pace, but then you have the community of like other women who actually understand what you're going through that you can bounce ideas off of, that you can talk about these things that you can get that support and encouragement and validation from. And then we have the coaching calls where then I can be there and I can help you like talk through this stuff and start seeing those blind spots that can be really difficult to see. And you have that accountability, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the difference. So if you know, like if some of this stuff is resonating, you're like, I know I need that little bit of, of extra accountability and support. Um, I really encourage you guys to book like a strategy session just to see if the program's a good fit. We'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Um, and I, I would love to just hop on a call with you and see if there's any way that we can help you to really heal your relationship with food. Because again, Victoria had these exercises. She had these things at her disposal years ago, but her actual like big shift came when she had that coaching in place, when she had the community in place. Yeah. And I think the next, I'm like calling it out. I'm going to, we're going to talk about having psychological flexibility yes. and, and the, like, I wasn't able to break that all or nothing thinking until, I mean, part of it was until I started believing I could become something different than that. And that was something that like, you obviously had said from the moment that we met, like you have all of these things, like, why can't you? Cause I didn't think I was capable of becoming somebody that didn't have like all this junk, just kind of sitting and not actually doing anything about it. So we love you guys. Um, we appreciate it. We hope that this again, yeah, like these are just things, this is like a free resource. Um, the reason that we, I mean, there's a difference between like, there are so many free things on the internet and it's because most of the people won't do anything with it. Um, but I also know that if it's distressing enough, you're going to work on it. And yeah. if it's like deterring you from living your life, a lot of times people, or you will reach a point where it gets to that and you, you have to reach out, you have to do something about it. So yes, we love you guys. Make sure to comment, um, it on the YouTube and subscribe turn your notifications on, share the podcast. Um, it'll only get better. You know, we just have so many other things we could talk about in the oh, future. Man. Legit. This has been so fun. Thank you guys for all the support. We love you very much. Please love you and um, advocate, for you. advocate for you. Advocate for you. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.